Welcome to A Life Invested, a podcast dedicated to helping you create the lifestyle of your dreams by investing in people, assets, and yourself. I'm your host, Roger Comstock. All right, my friends. Well, welcome back to A Life Invested. I'm so grateful to have each of you here. I've got an exceptional guest today, somebody that I just uh, respect and look up to. He's accomplished so many incredible things in his life. And um, it's just a privilege to have him on the show. This is Sean Bingham. He's the founder of Tripio App, uh, as well as Adventure Hunt. Um, He's an adventure and travel guru. This guy's always traveling all over the place. I don't know if there's a piece of the world he hasn't seen yet. He can tell us in a little bit here. Um, He was actually on Shark Tank. And while he was there, he was able to structure a deal with... um, a shark for his his company, Adventure Hunt. And so look forward to hearing a little bit more about that. But this guy is just as good as they get and somebody that has been an inspiration to a lot of people. So I feel grateful to have him on the show today. Sean, welcome, man. Thank you, my man. It's uh, good to be here. It's a good, good little intro there. I will say one thing. I know we say Tripio app on the Instagram and the website, but we just want to call it Tripio. Oh, I love it, dude. Sweet and simple. That's, that, that sounds good. Tell us a little bit. Well, I guess before we hop into uh, the ventures that you're currently pursuing, what you've worked on, what you're currently working on, tell us a little bit about uh, how people can follow you if they're interested in learning more about who you are. Um, I mean, just uh, I have a link tree, uh, but awesome. you can just go to my Instagram. It's at Sean Bingham, S-E-A-N-B-I-N-G-H-A-M. So at Sean Bingham. And then I've got a link in my bio there where it links to like, I do some YouTube stuff and then you can link into you can view Tripio. I do a sports podcast. Um, so all my stuff's there just at the link in my Instagram bio. Awesome, man. Well, thank you so much. Um, tell us a little bit about first, let, let's hear about Adventure Hunt because I think Tripio is your, your latest uh, venture, but tell us a little bit about Adventure Hunt and what got you started with that. So Adventure Hunt, um, kind of a funny thing. I had a sunglasses business uh, called KZ and it was basically a, a sunglasses business that was designed around a travel and adventure branding lifestyle, you know? Um, and we came up with this fun event. We had, we'd been to a bunch of trade shows, made friends with other similar companies uh, that were selling cool gadgets and stuff like that in the travel industry, backpacks, water bottles, um, cameras, different things. And, you know, we just had this idea. We wanted to do a fun marketing event to promote our sunglasses. And we came up with this idea for a treasure hunt. And so I hit up a bunch of other companies and said, hey, you guys want to throw some of your gear into this treasure chest? And we're going to go bury 10 of these around the country. And people are going to have to compete to, to you know, find them, kind of like an amazing race sort of thing. So we had different challenges and stuff uh, that we put into place. And all of it represented the KZ lifestyle, the lifestyle that the sunglasses brand represented. And you had to wear a pair of our sunglasses as you participated and film, you know, your, you had to document what you were doing. And, you know, as you finished certain challenges, you'd get clues. Anyway, the event itself was wildly successful. We called it Adventure Hunt. It was wildly successful. It was more fun than running the sunglasses business itself. It felt like it fit my lifestyle better. So we were like, you know, what? let's just try this as a separate company next year. And so the next year we did both KZ and Adventure Hunt, but separate entities, separate websites and everything. Um, but we were running both of them, me and my business partner. And it was hugely successful again. And so that was like time when we decided, you know what, let's let's work to sell the sunglasses brand and just focus full time on Adventure Hunt. And that was in 2017 that we sold um, we sold Adventure Hunt or we sold KZ and went full time on Adventure Hunt. And ironically, I had I had 
we had tried out or auditioned or whatever you call it. We had applied to be on Shark Tank for KZ and we had gotten down to some of the final cuts, but didn't quite make it on. And this is the power of social media. When I sold KZ, the head of casting for Shark Tank literally just sent me a DM on Instagram and said, hey, we've been following your stuff. Uh, congrats on selling your business. We love the new one. I'd love to have you on the show. You don't even have to apply this time. So we actually just wow. got invited right on to Shark Tank, all because we had come close with a previous company and they had been following me on Instagram. And when I announced the sale of my business, they just reached out and said, let's have you on. So. Dude, that's amazing, man. Who did you end up structuring deals with on Shark Tank? Uh, it was Robert Hershevik. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome, man. And tell us, tell us how it's been working with him. Um, it's been great. Uh, his team is very readily available and awesome to us. We're working on something pretty big right now with it um, that we'll see if it comes to fruition or not, but it would basically be a reality TV show that we'd have a part in that's kind of geared around treasure hunts. Um, we'll see if it comes to fruition, but he's been very, very helpful uh, with that. Um, but yeah, it's been really fun. Uh, it's not like I'm best friends with him or anything, but he is available to me and when I need him and his team is always available. So it's been good. Dude, well, huge congratulations, man, on everything that you've uh, been working working on and everything you've accomplished. It's it's super impressive, man. I'm so, so happy to have you on the show and to be able to learn from you and to have listeners learn from you. Um, super exciting for everybody that is able to kind of be a sponge and soak this in. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Tripio now and what got you on, on that track. Yeah, so Tripio, so Adventure Hunt's kind of, it, it's really fun. I like it. If you're looking to do team building events, uh, we do a fantastic team building scavenger hunt, treasure hunt thing. So corporations will hire us. It's really fun. I will say, though, my biggest passions in life are, are two things, sports and travel. And so the travel at Tripio is all about the travel industry and helping you know what to do, see, eat, experience um, when you go on a trip. Right now, you know, you don't really have like a one-stop shop to help you do that stuff. If you were to go on a vacation, you know, next month to Hawaii, You'd probably quickly find a place to stay through Airbnb or hotels.com. You'd quickly find a flight through a kayak or Google flights or whatever you use. Um, and there's just one, there's just one spot where you can go and filter everything down and find it. Right. But then when it comes time to know what to do when you get there, you're going to post on social media. Hey, I'm going to Hawaii. Have, does anyone have any suggestions? You're going to look at Yelp and TripAdvisor and vlogs and blogs and Google top 10 things to do and all the, there's just so much stuff that goes into trying to plan what to do when you get there. And Tripio solves that problem. It, it, it creates, um, you enter your preferences into the app and then it spits out within a matter of 30 seconds after you've entered very basic preferences on what you're into, how into adventure are you? How into good eats are you? How into art history and culture are you? How into family friendly are you? Or photo worthy spots, you know, different categories. You just on a scale of one to five, you drag and drop your little slider. I'm a three out of five into this. I'm a two out of five. I'm a five out of five. And then it spits out a custom Roger Comstock top 10 things to do. Not the, not the bloggers top 10 things or not the top 10 things that we make money off of affiliate marketing for you. So it gives you a customized tailored to you itinerary top 10 list, gives you in-app turn-by-turn directions, tells you what to bring. Um, what you expect when you're there. Like it's, it's customized itineraries in a matter of 30 seconds. Wow, dude, that's amazing. And how long has it taken you so far to kind of get this thing off the ground? And is it currently available? Are people using it? Or is it still in beta? 
it's still in beta, but it's going to be launching any, any day now, honestly, probably within the next couple of weeks, certainly before like Thanksgiving, you know, which would be a month, two months from now. Dude, Um, that's amazing. Yeah. So it's, I've got it in on my phone. It's incredible. Uh, it works. Uh, I'm just, there's so much data that goes into the app that we're just constantly trying to update more and more of the data, test things, tweak things. There's also just some boring structural stuff, you know, from a financial standpoint, I'm raising some money right now. So just, there's just things I'm dealing with before I do an official launch. Um, but it's, it's really good right now, man. It's really, really good. And it'll be available soon. So people can go and sign up at tripioapp.com. They can sign up for early access so that when I launch it, they can be the first, you know, to have it. It'll be available on iOS and Android from day one. Um, and it's, it's truly, truly remarkable. I'm not just saying that, but it's like, it's like my pride and joy. You know, as, as an entrepreneur, I've had some good base hits and I feel like this is, this is my time to, to hit it big. You know, it's going to be really cool. Home run, man, dude, that's amazing. So yeah, for those who are listening, go check that out. It sounds like it's going to be something that provides a ton of utility for people that are into traveling. I know I'll be using the app. Me and my sweetheart love to to travel. So thank you so much, man. That's, that's amazing. Um, Help the listeners understand how an individual would begin to create um, a, a lifestyle like you have, what have you done to be able to craft your life in a way to end up where you currently are? Yeah, I, um, I have been lucky to do that. And I've really just focused on what I'm good at and what I like. And it took me a while to figure that out. I mean, I just turned 40, so I'm not exactly the youngest guy in the world. Um, but for, you know, I remember that this, the first business I ever started was a music company and it was kind of like an online American idol and it went really well. We sold it. It was a good base hit from an entrepreneurial standpoint. But I, I sold it because I was like, I'm just not that passionate about music. Like, I just don't care that much about music. Like, I like music. I like listening to music, but I'm not a musician. I can't sing. I can't play an instrument. I don't care to. Um, I'm passionate about sports and travel. And so I just started working towards that goal. And like I say, it started with a sunglasses brand that had a travel, you know, um, branding to it. Um, and then it went to an event that was a little bit more travel and adventure related. And now it's full on, like just travel. So it took me a while to figure out how to work my way into the travel industry to make a living. Um, but I'm there. I also do like, I host uh, group trips. So companies will hire me to take their top sales reps on a corporate retreat or president's club retreat. I'm even doing a, a, a destination wedding later this month. And so now I'm getting paid to travel with people and I love it. It's like, I'm a tour guide, you know? So I don't know. The, the main thing is to follow your passions and spend time in them and see where the, where the weak spots are that you can fix. That's how Tripio came about. I just saw all the weaknesses in the travel industry. And I just was like, there's a better way to do this. There's got to be a better way. And so I just worked for a long time. I mean, the, the idea has been in my head for a decade, probably, but actually like figuring out how to accomplish it took a while. And this last year and a half, I've been like working really hard um, to do it. And so, yeah, I don't know if that answered your question, but the main thing is just follow your passions, just spend time where you're passionate and look for the spots that you can improve that industry that you love and you'll find ways to make money and, and control your own destiny and work for yourself and it'll be good. Or you'll work for a company that's killer that you love and you'll be happy there too. You know, I love that. What a great answer. I'd, I'd say, uh, I, I completely agree with everything that you've said in my own journey as well. I think it's important for people to do what they're good at and to be able to focus in on one particular thing to be able to grow out. Um, I, I think one of the things that I've done in the past is 
you know, I, I've, I've got five different businesses right now and I find that I'm most successful when I can give a certain amount of time to one of those that's kind of blocked out. I think if, if people can learn to say no, um, it's really hard, challenging. I think for people to do, we, we want to be able to kind of spread ourselves across a bunch of different things, but people have to be able to, to learn how to really focus in on something, you know? So it's fun to watch you. I follow you on Instagram and see what you're doing. And right now your main focus seems to be Tripio and that's how you're able to grow it out the way that you have. And so yeah. Really, really appreciate that insight and uh, and that advice. That's stellar. Um, I, I wanted to ask you too. Um, what what ways have you found helpful to get um, to get comfortable being uncomfortable? Because that's surely something that's necessary in you know somebody's entrepreneurial experience. Yeah, yeah. I'd say um, you know, there's no there's not much growth in the comfort zone. They say you know, yeah. and so. I learned at an early age to kind of break free of comfort zones. Um, and I've just seen so much good come into my life when I've done that. And How did you do always that at an early age? What's that? How did you do that at an early age? Um, I mean, I guess it was just little things, you know, like you're just, it's like, you know, you want something and, and it's, you know, maybe it's uncomfortable to like really go for it, but like, you know, you want it. And so I just did. I mean, that could be anything. It could be talking to, a girl you think is cute. It could be moving to a city you want to live in, but you're scared to leave your friends and family. It could be um, applying, you know, for me at one point, it was applying for an internship at BYU. I went to BYU and there was this uh, New York internship that like, I don't even, I didn't even know if I wanted it, but I wanted to prove that I could get it. <laughs> but then I wasn't sure if I wanted to go live in New York for the summer and like work at this big hotshot. You know, I worked at NBC, uh, you know, at Rockefeller Center. And I was like, well, no, if I have this opportunity and then I, I applied and got it. And then I was like, well, if I got it, like, I'd be crazy to give up this opportunity. I have to go do it, even though I'm not sure I really want to. I went and did summer sales, you know, knocking doors, selling alarms door to door for summers. And I could hear these guys making these stories, making all this money. And I was like, I just got to do it. Like, I think I could be really good at it and, and I need to do it, even though I don't want to go be a door to door salesman. And it changed my life. I made tons of money over the next five years and it helped me have money to start businesses and lead me to where I am today. And then starting a business, that's uncomfortable. But it's like, I don't want to work for somebody else. I want to work for me. I want to create my own thing. So I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to try it. And so the thing is to just do, you know, and I'll steal Nike's slogan, just do it. You know, like you, there's something you want to do deep down, you know what it is, just do it, you know? So. I, I really, really like that. Yeah. And I think a lot of times when people are, um, you know, considering kind of venturing out and doing their own thing. They, they have these great thoughts. They have these ideas that really have some, you know, some uh, wheels on them that could, they could go places, but they're, they're just nervous. You know, fear kind of overtakes them and stops them from taking the next step. And I think, I don't know how it works, but it seems like when people are willing to get out of the comfort zone or hop into the dark a little bit, somehow, some way, um, things end up working out as long as an individual is willing to keep moving forward, you know, in their experience in entrepreneurship, which I, I really, really like. It doesn't, uh, uh, a lot of times people can probably visualize this in their mind, but there's this idea of, you know, where somebody is and then this straight line to where they want to be. And that's really not how it, how it works. You know, there's huge dips, you know, in that experience and high ups and low downs. But as long as they continue you know, moving forward, getting uncomfortable, they're going to end up where they, where they had originally hoped for. Would you agree with that? Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. And, you know, nothing's, I mean, I didn't think I'd be 40 years old and single and, you know, living in Utah County, but 
here I am. And like, I'm not ashamed of it. My life's awesome. It's like yeah. not quite what I expected, but my life's amazing. It's honestly a fairy tale life to, to many degrees, but it's not what I expected. And that's okay. You know, like you just got to yeah. keep moving, like you said, and things will work out. Yeah, I absolutely love that. Yeah, so to all the ladies that are listening to uh, this podcast, this is this is Utah's <laughs> most eligible bachelor here, Sean Bingham. So make sure you go follow this guy. He is uh, as good as they get. Super smart and uh, and a heart of gold. Um, okay, so let me let me ask you this: uh, What habits have you implemented in your life to be able to achieve success? Because we know that it can't it can't just be a one time thing. What are you consistently doing to be able to to be happy and successful? Um, I'm, I'm doing, you know, like I spend very little time sitting around doing nothing. Like I'm very actively just doing things. I'm living life to the fullest. Um, you know, I, I, I'm very much an opportunist as well. Like when I see an opportunity, I jump on it, you know, like we had these trips I just mentioned where I do these corporate retreats, you know, we were giving away a trip to Panama to this resort we had partnered with as part of the treasure chest prize that you would win if you found one of our buried treasures. Oh, cool. Well, I realized quickly after I did enough of those group trips with people, I was like, this is like a fun dialed in well-oiled machine itinerary I've got now in a group setting. Why don't I pitch this to companies as a corporate retreat, as a sales incentive trip? We did it instantly got business. Then all of a sudden it was someone hit me up about a wedding. I was like, of course we do weddings. And so I just like see opportunities and jump on them, you know? Um, I didn't plan to be a wedding planner and I'm not a wedding planner. I just hired somebody else to do the wedding parts and I kick, take care of the trip part, you know? So when you see an opportunity, jump on it. Um, that's one thing that I do that helps me be successful. And then I'm, I'm very active. I do, I do think exercise and, and, and like your, your physical and mental health is very important. And so I'm very good about doing those things. I work out regularly. I eat pretty good. Um, I get good amount of sleep. You know, I don't really get eight hours, but I'll get like at least six and a half, you know, kind of hours of sleep. I go to the gym or I exercise in some way every day. I'm at the gym most of those days. Um, and that does matter. And I travel and I, and I enjoy life. And so like, I'm always refreshed, like, um, and I work when I'm out and when I'm gone, you know? So I don't know. Um, I don't have like these amazing, like I'm not waking up at 5am and reading a million books. I don't have any of those types of habits, but I am very actively just doing things, learning from other people. I network a lot. I'm very social. In fact, that's one of the biggest things I would say is I'm very social and I, and I have a lot of friends and connections and, and I'm very, very generous with my time and, and knowledge. And then therefore people do it back to me. And so I end up having a lot of, you know, good connections that lead me to bigger, better things as well. Um, anyway. Yeah. Well, I, I like uh, what you said for a couple of reasons. I'm going to just highlight uh, some of the, the points that you made here. Thanks a ton for that insight. So good. I think a lot of people have this idea that if they're going to be successful, it needs to be go, go, go all the time. No stopping, just hard work. Uh, right. And, and just pedal to the metal when really, I, I think a lot of success, at least the success that I've experienced has come from a nice balance between working really, really intentionally on something and working smart and, and thinking through something instead of just trying to, you know, go a hundred miles an hour without really having some solid direction. And so a lot of entrepreneurs will say things like, you know, you need to get up at four o'clock AM. And I've done that before. I've been on the schedule. I'm waking up at four and going to the gym and it's really, really good. But you're usually hit a wall at about three o'clock in the afternoon on that schedule. And it's not, it's, it's not super conducive to major amounts of, uh, 
success, at least for me, because I found that later in the day I was tired. I've actually found that some real deep work and uh, thoughtfulness on projects by just giving them the time that they need throughout the day and getting good sleep is is really meaningful. Uh, some people may not realize this, but Winston Churchill took a bath every single day and sometimes two baths every day and usually didn't start work till, uh, you know, about 12 o'clock. Um, which I, I, it's, it's, it's an interesting, you know, schedule that he was on, but it does speak to this, you know, these points that you've made of it. It doesn't, they, they don't need to be really complex or difficult habits, but more just consistent things that you're doing that enable you to progress and become your best, your best self. So thank you so much, man. That's, yeah, that's stellar advice. Uh, so I know this is, this is a bit of a cliche, um, subject, but I would really love to hear your thoughts on it because I think you've been able to master this. Uh, what, what role do you feel like mindset has, has played in, in your journey so far? Um, I think a really important one. Like I definitely have an attitude and a mindset that like, I can do it, you know, I can accomplish it. Like I, I have the ability, I can figure it out. And so I think confidence is like wildly important, uh, for success yeah. in life in all aspects of life. And so and I have been blessed with confidence. And so that helps a lot. Um, positive attitude and an attitude of gratitude as well. Like those are all really, really important. Also an abundance mentality where you don't feel like other people need to fail in order for you to be successful. Like other people succeeding is only good for you. And because it shows you can do it. Plus if you're friends with them, like why not be happy for them? Um, and so that's something I, I think helps a lot. Um, all those different things. So confidence, abundance, gratitude, if you have those mindsets, um, also humility, which is, you know, something I'm always working on more and more, but being willing to like learn when, when you're wrong and learn from your mistakes and learn from others mistakes. And so I think mindset in general plays a huge role in all of this for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. And I think too, as far as mindset is concerned, oftentimes we hear this idea of like, just go believe in yourself or believe that you can do it, but it has to be something that kind of moves from your head down into your heart and actually becomes a, a part of you in this experience where you, you don't just think you can accomplish something. You're hell bent on getting there and you know that no matter what, you're going to make it happen. And you're, you're, you're someone that exemplifies that really, really well. Arnold Schwarzenegger. I love him. He has this, you know, this, uh, ideology of like no plan B. And so it's like, I'm going to go be the governor and he's the governor. I'm going to go be an actor and he becomes an actor. I'm going to be the world's best bodybuilder, Mr. Olympia. And he goes and does it. And it's just, it's amazing to me. It gives me the chills thinking about it because it's this, this guy is just like, I, it, it, I, there's this phrase of, I can, I will watch me. And it's something that we, we see in the most successful individuals in the world because they just know that they can they can do something. So thanks for sharing your, your experience. There's a lot to learn there. I also wanted to touch on this idea that you said of, or that you mentioned of, uh, of humility. And I, I think part of that is really opening our minds to being curious and having our, our brains kind of like a sponge, you know, cause some people get to this point where they feel like they've arrived and it's like, all right, I already know everything now, so I don't need any more help. And that's really, that's really where I think people get into trouble, you know, because there's always something new to learn. I never will be the smartest guy in a room. And I love that. I think that's a, a great opportunity for, for me, like in this, in this podcast, I recognize what a privilege it is to have you on the show. And I love being able to learn from you. There's so many great nuggets of information to glean here. And, uh, I, I just appreciate, appreciated everything that you had to say about that, uh, 
that topic. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I wanted to, to ask you this too, and this may be a, a little bit more philosophical, but I think it's important to kind of go through here. How do you define happiness? And after you explain how you define what happiness is, how, how do you measure it? Um, well, I mean, happiness is like, are you happy? <laughs> you know, like, it doesn't, it's not tied to, um, it's not tied to like anything professional for me. I mean, it, it, those, those things play a role, but like, it's just a feeling I have. I don't know. I don't know. That's an interesting question. I don't know if I have the best answer for that, but it's just a feeling you have of like personal contentment, you know, that hmm. for me personally, that involves some spiritual things because I'm a, you know, I'm a religious guy. Uh, it involves some professional financial things because those are things that I worked hard on. It involves uh, a lot of relationship things because those are what mean the most to me in life or relationships with family and friends and how well those are going. So for me, it's just that stuff. Like those lead to happiness. Um, if I'm feeling, you know, really good with my relationships with my family and friends and with God, usually I feel happy, you know? Um, but um, yeah. And then what was the second part of the question? How do you, how do you measure happiness? Uh, that's a great question. I don't know if I have the best answer for that either, but just, I guess just how I feel, you know, like, do you just feel, do you, I guess what I said at the end there, do you feel like you're, you're standing with your family members, with your friends, um, with God, do you feel good, you know, with who you are um, and your relationship with those people in your life? And if the answer is yes, then I'd say you're, you should be pretty happy, you know? Um, yeah, I think that's how I would measure it. I like that a lot. Uh, the late Clayton Christensen, he wrote a book called How Will You Measure Your Life? Uh, and he was, I mean, arguably one of the best business minds that we've had. Really, really, really smart guy. But he, he talks about um, how people, you know, measure this idea of success because you and I, we're not old by any means, but we're also not, we're not super young. Um, and I think what I'm, I'm coming to realize is that life goes pretty quick. You know, and uh, and it can be, it it can be a bit eye opening. You know, as a kid, a year seemed like forever, and I feel like years go by like like weeks now. And I realize that I really want to milk life for all that it's worth. You know, I really want to invest into meaningful things. And I love that you said the thing that matters most to you is a relationship or relationships, because I would I, at the end of my life, I hope that I'm holding you know, my sweetheart's hand and my kids are there and my sweetheart can say, my husband really loved me. Right. And, and he prioritized me. My kids can say, my dad made time for me and not, not my dad was focused on money or business or whatever it is. And so I really like your definition of happiness because I feel like it, it, it was really an aggregate of a well-balanced life of relationships and spiritual things and financial things. And I, I uh, really, really appreciated that, man. So well, Thanks. Thing I would add would be freedom, you know, like freedom yes. makes me happy, you know, freedom of time, freedom of choice, freedom of all that stuff. Um, when I feel free, I, I definitely feel happy, you know? Yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't agree with you more. Absolutely, man. I love that. Thank you so much, man. Thank you. Uh, all right. So here's another, uh, fun question. I, I, I love to hear this answer. What, what is your why? And after you explain what your why is, help us understand why it's your, why it's your why. Why is my why? Yeah, why exactly. Why is why? Yep. Um, I guess my, are we talking like professional? Yeah, yeah, professional or in life in general. I'd actually be interested in hearing it both. 
Yeah. Um, life in general, like a lot of what I do is, is kind of governed by or dictated by my, my, you know, spiritual convictions. And so my why is to just, it makes me feel better. It's what I believe in. And so I want to be true to me um, and true to what I believe in. And so that would be the why on a lot of big life decisions that I make. Um, from a professional standpoint, I would say the why would be, this is, this is like, this is what I'm good at. You know, when it comes to travel, like I just love it so much and I'm really good at it and I love sharing it with other people. I love helping people enjoy uh, experiences. Like there's a, in, within my family, there's a kind of, I'm just known for being like the experience gift giver. Like I don't really give like shirts and jewelry or whatever for gifts. I like to give experiences. So for me, like I just love seeing other people enjoy life to the fullest because I know how much I enjoy enjoying life to the fullest. And so my why would be like, I want to share that with other people. I want other people to, to experience some of the things I've experienced and to, to feel the joy that comes from uh, a lot of things that are travel related. Um, and I feel like I'm good at it. And so I want to share it. So that's the why with, with regards to Tripio and the professional aspect there. Um, now my why's why, <laughs> the why of my why, I don't even know if I fully understand what that would be. So maybe help me there. Yeah, I, the reason I ask that is I want to understand why that why what your why is is so important to you. Why why is it that ex, why is it that experiences are what is driving you and what what caused that? How did you become the guy in your family that is known as the experience guy? Um, you know, when we when we leave this life, not to get too deep here, but like when we leave this life, like we're not taking any worldly possessions with us. Whatever favorite pair of shoes you have, like they're not going with you. Yeah. Um, but I firmly believe your, your life experience and your memories and your knowledge will go with you. Yeah. So I just want to leave my mark on this world. You know, like I want people to look at Sean Bingham as somebody who truly lived life to the fullest. Like who got, you know, you said you want to milk every last drop of, you know, knowledge and experience out of life that you can. And I do too, you know, like, and I want people to, to view me as someone who's done that. Like, man, that guy lived his life, you know, like I think of the, song by one republic you know the i i don't know the name of the song but you know i swear i live like he, he just you know he just they're just wildly concerned with with getting the most out of life and we got this one life to live and i feel like i'm getting kind of deep and using song lyrics but like we've got this one life to live I and i don't want to waste one second of it you know and and I want people to view me as that. And I want to help people do that. And I don't think travel is the only way to do it, but like whatever, there's just so many experiences I have when I've traveled, like the more you travel, the more you want to travel and you realize how many cool people are out there, how many cool cultures are out there. And I don't know, like people are everything. People and experiences are everything in this life. And I just, I don't know, to me, it's important. And I want to share it with others and I want to help people do it and do it well. And so that's what I'm working towards. I love that, man. Well, you you are surely making an impact on the world for good, too. I think um, anybody that knows you, I think, is is a better person because of it. And so, I, once again, I, I'd love to put a plug in here for those people that are currently listening. If you're not following Sean, I would, I mean, highly encourage you to go do it. Um, th this guy is a great example of living your life to the fullest. And, uh, you know, you'll, you'll be a better person by kind of watching what he's doing and, uh, following his example. Um, thanks so much. Maybe what we'll do here is just maybe one more question. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, and actually if, if it's all right, maybe two more. Uh, and what I wanted to say, because you'd mentioned this earlier, you'd, you'd mentioned, 
um, living a life of, of gratitude. And I really believe that that plays in my own personal, you know, happiness experience. I think that plays one of the foundational roles of being happy, you know, waking up in the morning and saying, wow, like there is so much to be grateful for. Uh, there is so, so, there are so many things that we have and it makes you just feel so happy, you know? And so, um, how, what is it, uh, how do you express gratitude in, in, in challenging times? Um, you know, in challenging times, it's challenging, but, yeah. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think the key is just look at all the good that you do have going on, um, and know that things are going to work out, you know, and that they always have. And, and so you just are grateful that they have and grateful that you, for your knowledge that they, that they will. Um, and I, you know, again, just going back to spiritual stuff, like keep an eternal perspective, like what's really important in the eternal scheme of things and what's not. And it's easy to, to stay positive and stay happy if you have that gratitude um, for, for, for things that are eternally important and the things that you have. So, I mean, for me, like I do have a very blessed life, you know, I kind of hit the jackpot with a lot of things where I was born into greatest country in the world, a great family with amazing parents and a lot of, a lot of advantages that just, I just kind of was lucky enough to, to be born into. Um, and so I am, you know, very grateful for that stuff. And, you know, you just, I don't know, you just wake up and maybe some, maybe your relationship, that's usually what causes a lot of heartache for people is financial finances and relationships. And I've had those struggles myself. And, but if you look at like, you know, say it doesn't work out with some girl you're really into, like, look at all the amazing friends you have, look at the amazing job you have, look at the amazing place you live and the amazing family you have. If it's not your family, then look at the other things that are good. And so if you just focus, you can choose to focus on bad, or you can choose to focus on good. And I choose to focus on good and try and solve the bad, you know, like instead of dwelling on the bad and sulking, I choose to problem solve and fix and and focus on what's good and happy and i don't know i, I, I don't even know if i answered your question there but that nah, that's that's what i got <laughs> no you did man in such a great way too i think yeah we have to there there is always almost always a silver lining in the experiences that we go through and it it makes our perspective change the the way that we view the world so much different when we're willing because it really is an exercise i mean it's a mental exercise to be willing to see the good in things but man it makes a huge difference in our lives and in our future i mean if we're willing because it, it's it's those it's kind of like a small uh it, it it's it's the compound effect you know of, of seeing the good day after day after day and it really helps us start to really view ourselves differently and people around us differently and i think the world in general differently we we see it as a good place you know, I think right now it's a bit challenging because we see that there's there's so many, um, you know, current events that are on uh, uh, macroeconomic, microeconomic scales, geopolitical challenges that are being experienced. And I think for us, a lot of people can kind of be reclusive when they see these things and go, man, the world is a bad place right now. But there are so many good things, you know, happening and so many good people. And I think if we can focus on that, like you said, what a great lesson from you, just focusing on the good, um, it, it makes our lives a, a whole lot better and a whole lot happier. So thank you. The The last question I want to ask you uh, comes from one of my very favorite books. I've asked several guests this question, so I'm really excited to hear from you. But uh, there's, there's a book uh, by James Allen entitled How a Man or As a Man Thinketh. And 
in in the book he says uh, your mind is a garden and your thoughts are the seeds you can grow flowers or you can grow weeds and so i wanted to to ask you in your life what impact that um quote has right on your on your current life and how you kind of cultivate a positive mind yeah uh, that I've heard a lot about that book. I've actually not read it. I need to, cause I've heard about it a bunch, but I can say my personal experience is that quote is dead on totally accurate. Like if you, if you think good, positive, happy thoughts, good, positive, happy things will happen for you. Um, and you'll notice them more and you'll be more grateful. And it just like has this snowball effect in the positive direction. The same is true. If you do, if you dwell on the opposite, if you dwell on the next, cause nobody's life is perfect. My life's not perfect at all. You know, like I could, Absolutely. I could sit in sulk and be like, oh, I'm 40 years old and I don't have a wife. And like, I could just go down this depression hole. And then all of a sudden I don't work out as much. And then like, I'm going to get out of shape and be my mental health is going to like, it could all start from just that one thought dwelling on that one thought of like, Oh, I really thought I'd be married by now, but I'm not. Instead I focus on, man, like this is a really good example. The single thing is a good example because instead I look at like, how many advantages I've had as a result of being single. Because when you're single, you have, you have the ability to be way more mobile. You have the ability to be way more uh, social and make way more connections um, in ways that you wouldn't otherwise. And so I've just, I don't know. I think if you focus on the good, good things happen. If you focus on the bad, bad things happen. And, and it, and it doesn't do you any good anyway. Like what, what good does crying and complaining do? Like, I understand venting occasionally because it just feels good to get things off your chest and vent. But then it's like, you're not going to do any good by just being sad. So go be happy. And, and I know that's easier said than done for some people. So I don't want to like, you know, I don't want to like belittle in any way those that deal with like a more, you know, um, medical condition of, you know, depression or whatever. But if you choose to focus on the good, good things will come for you. Thank you so much, man. Yeah, absolutely. This has been such a treat to have you on the show today. I'm excited. I really am for all of the listeners to be able to learn from you and what you've shared. I can't thank you enough for taking the time out of your busy schedule to to uh, do this. So I feel so so grateful to know you. It's a real privilege to have you as a friend. And thank you for being here, Sean. Dude, thanks for having me. This has been awesome. Appreciate it. Absolutely, man. You bet, brother. We'll see you.